Yeah. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on your location. We saw the beautiful day, and uh, my guest uh, is an amazing lady, Deb Covelio, and uh, she's speaking from Columbus, Ohio. Um, my name is Adegoke uh, Omotola. I'm the host of this podcast, Leadership Talk with Adegoke. This is the 50th uh, podcast. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I'm so privileged to have Deb with me, and we're going to be looking at leadership and resilience. Leadership and resilience. Uh, leadership Talk with Adegoke has been on for quite a bit, and uh, in the previous podcast, we've had uh, leadership and startups, leadership and mentorship, leadership and diversity, leadership and innovation, uh, leadership and time, so much more. So I would like you to just go into the past episodes on uh, Apple uh, Podcast and uh, also on Spotify to listen in. So how are you today, Deb? <laughs> Adagoki, I am amazing. It is beautiful sunshine where I am. The weather is starting to get a little bit cooler, not so hot anymore. And, you know, I'm just grateful to be here, have a conversation, and, um, and getting to know you and your audience. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Excellent. It's a, it's a privilege. Um, I'm just so delighted that you decided to collaborate with us and show up at a time like this where... The world needs, uh, you know, answers. Um, I, I know the U.S. So much is happening. You know, um, the fallout of the, uh, the, you know, Afghanistan, you know, challenge for the president. Uh, now with the COVID, uh, yesterday came up with new policies concerning uh, federal employees and also private businesses. So much is happening. And um, that's why we want to speak to this topic, leadership and resilience. Now, Deb, can you just introduce yourself, please? Who is Deb? <laughs> Who is Deb? You know, I asked my husband. I am a very complex person. <laughs> but, you know, let's just start with the personal side because, again, this is about us having a conversation. We're all yeah. humans and we want to be able to relate. So I am married to my husband, my best friend for 33 years. I have wow. three children, 30 26 and 19. Two are in Europe right now. One is in Germany, another in Switzerland with his wife, and my third child, my youngest, still at home but studying architecture at the local university. So that is who I, I am because I'm a mother first. Um, I also curl, which is an interesting sport where we throw stones on ice. It's almost like shuffleboard or on ice. I sweep and I yell at people, but it is an amazing sport. And it's all about sportsmanship and community. So that's a little bit of the personal side. But, you know, I am just grateful for the opportunity to share my voice, my leadership insights that have been evolving over the years. After 30 years in corporate, leveraging a great engineering degree, then later specializing in quality and operational excellence in an operations arena. So many, many uh, great opportunities to evolve my craft. But I'd say most importantly is the leadership that I can provide for others as I honed that skill in my later years. So thank you for the opportunity to share a bit about myself. Yeah, thank you so much, Deb. I mean, that's a massive, massive intro. Uh, that's, uh, I just want to salute your expertise and your, your depth and the experience that you've um, gathered over the years and also your family as well. Um, now, 
what, what's your what's your view on um, on leadership? What what's your opinion about leadership? I mean, how do you see leadership? Leadership, that is such a broad question, but I will say is that we as humans, and again, it all is about humanity, is just keep our eyes open to all the leaders that may be around us, even regardless of where they are in the hierarchy of society or in the workplace or even in your children. A quick story about my children. You know, I have a daughter. She can be emotional at times. She can stomp her feet and maybe not be respectful, but mm. then come back later to say, I am sorry. I was feeling this way because of this particular situation, but I now know that was wrong. And I just want to let you know, I didn't want to upset you. Oh my, that is leadership. One, to have the strength of character, to be able to have the courage to express oneself, and then the emotional intelligence to realize the impact of their actions on others. So I ask people to look around and look for leadership, not always in the context of a well put together exterior and maybe mm -hmm. some eloquent words, but it's the impact they have on others. That's leadership. Awesome. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. Awesome. Now, I, I, I also want to find out, um, how did you get into leadership? <laughs> um, can't keep a good person down. You know, what is leadership? Leadership, yes, can be a title. I did get the titles of Director of Quality, Vice President of Operational Excellence. I had it in title. Hmm. But... I always had the courage to speak up. And I tell this time and time again as a child, mm. I had something to say. And the teachers loved me being engaged, but told me to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And then in corporate, I would speak my mind, say something that may not have been popular. And then wow. said, you shouldn't have had to say it that way. Just mm. being able to express oneself is a yeah. characteristic of leadership. Having the courage to say something unpopular or think differently is leadership. And so I think there was always an element all along. Mm -hmm. But I really think even though I had leadership in title when I was at the age of 35, I grew into my leadership role. When I hit a challenging patch in my career okay. where I wasn't getting the results I wanted and in title, I had the leadership title, but mm -hmm. I wasn't performing as a leader. And I had to go through, and we talk about resiliency, a place yeah. of self-reflection to come out and say, what is the leader that I want to be? Wow. I think that probably happened about five, six years ago. And that was the transformation in feeling like I was becoming a leader and building other leaders. Wow, that's so good. That's so yeah. good. Deb. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Now, leadership and resilience. Uh, if you just uh, join on the platform, this is a leadership talk with Adigo K. Um, on this session, the 50th episode, we have with us an amazing lady from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, she has over 30 years experience in corporate, and uh, she's now showing up uh, on leadership talk with Adigo K. We're looking at leadership and resilience. Now, what's your um, view on what is resilience to you? What does it mean? You know, resilience, it's one of those things. It's a hot topic where we talk about you need these tools in order to be resilient. Here's how you need to pivot and live in a virtual world. And it's so much about how to do this. Mm. But that's what everybody's telling you what to do. But mm. if the leader 
is not ready to handle the situation and they don't understand oneself, they very often just react to what people are saying you need to do in order to be resilient. Mm -hmm. I think what is a greater point as a leader is having the courage to say, okay, things are happening in my environment. I don't want to react right away because people will reflect and mirror the same behavior. A true leader when it comes to resilience needs to pause and reflect. Mm. recognize the situation, the gravity or the urgency of it. Mm. Then think about themselves, say, what am I going to bring forward Mm. to help myself deal with the the situation and show the people that are working with me to acknowledge it, have strength and a path forward. That's resiliency, but it starts with the personal development and the inner reaction of the leader before Mm. they can go forth and lead. That's resilience. Wow. Wow. So it's about self-leadership first before you begin to lead others. Yes, because so often we will go to a leadership course, we will read a a leadership book. And then when we go back to work, roll up our sleeves and go to the board and start to write things down, we often are stuck because Mm. we haven't changed any behaviors or our reaction to our environment. And so Mm. then you can't leverage the great insights of others. You have to ask yourself why and who am I as a leader? Why do I lead? What's my purpose? And what am I going to do to elevate, elevate others to respond to the changing conditions which are always happening? That's resiliency. Wow, wow, that's that's massive. That's massive. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just want you, you know, I know you've, uh, you know, given up some, some insight into, you know, what resilience is. So yeah. what's the relationship between leadership and resilience? Well, Again, leadership is setting the direction. It's moving people forward. It's, you know, it's tactical. But as I think through real time, what you're talking about, it's resilience is being able to pivot and change that leadership dynamically and not be so concerned about, oh, well, I had to change my strategy today. It's always knowing that, okay, we're trying to get ourselves, for instance, out of a chaotic situation, a crisis. I know that I have had to deal as a leader in quality in the flavor and food industry where the protection of people who consume those products is critical. And when we do have a quality issue, we could actually significantly hurt people. Mm. So talk about (laughs) having to have resiliency at a time of crisis. I was once faced with one such quality issue. So it's easy to be able to say, okay, pause and reflect, listen to what my people are telling me, and then to be able to come out with strong words and then set the stage for what we're going to do. But mm. as new information comes in, mm. I'm faced with a second crisis. Somebody comes into the, my office, shuts the door. Deb, mm. do you have a minute? I have another crisis. It mm. is so easy for a leader to start reacting and then shift the focus of the team Sorry, to the new crisis when you still have this one over here. Mm. It takes great strength for a leader to acknowledge the person in the room. I need a moment. Let me come back to you because there's great wisdom in being quiet and simply listening and say, okay, now Mm. I've got two crises. The environment has changed again. You need Mm. to be able to respond to both with the same strength. So again, I can't say this enough. A leader needs to find a place to process information, reflect, be quiet, and then come out with a plan so you can lead your people because they want that in you is to be able to see you handle multiple crises, be resilient, and they will follow your lead in insight and direction. Excellent, excellent, yeah. excellent. Now, um, with COVID, uh, so much has happened. And, um, you know, we, 
initially we said a new normal. Uh, some are saying that's, uh, <laughs> you know, we, it's no longer about just the new normal alone. You know, it's, it's an ongoing crisis. Um, so would you like to speak to that? Yeah, so I think what it is, is that when we talk about situations, there's risk and impact. And I think that we are always having a crisis, but some have a less significant impact than others. Leaders day in and day out have to respond to a customer complaint, an employee who maybe didn't do something right, ethics issues. There is always a crisis with different impacts. It just so happens this most recent one, the impact was enormous. But the thing is, is these things are always going to happen. So I caution leaders to not say, oh, okay, that's behind us, or we have a new normal. Normal is always having crises. And the true leadership is to be able to say, what do I need to do to set my organization up for success? What skills do my people need in order to be successful? Do I have enough systems to assure we support the people as they're managing multiple crises? It may be less significant today, but we've been fortunate. We've been lucky. This time we weren't so lucky. So leaders always need to be thinking in terms of risk-based decision logic. What do I need to do to avert this risk? It may not happen for 10 years, but smart leaders say, what do I do now? That's what wow. they should be doing. Wow, wow, wow. So, you know, COVID has affected every sector. Is it schools? Is it uh, military? Is it, you know, uh, marriages? Is it uh, business? Um, how can the leader be resilient, you know, through this crisis? It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's so draining, uh, so challenging, you know, mental health. Can you speak to that? Just a few things, maybe just one, yeah. two, three. Um, it is about the mindset of the leader. Okay. Don't see it as a hardship, but see it as an opportunity. I'm an optimist. Okay. What does this new situation, COVID, COVID, afford us the opportunity? Speaking, people, I can have a guest speaker come to my professional organization from anywhere in the world because That's we right. all have to use a virtual platform to connect That's with people, it. talk about an amazing opportunity, and I can see them. You know, COVID happened but that's the opportunity. We were forced to connect with people at a higher degree and intensity than before. Mm. So I look at situations and even if it's not good in the meantime, like maybe yes, the mental health, I see people walking around in the neighborhood, talking mm. to each other where in the past we would come home from work and just sit behind our TV and stay inside. People mm. were forced to connect with humanity. So mm. I see crises as an opportunity. They say reinvent yourself, but we have to find new avenues of connecting, right. doing business and, and whatever, and then celebrate like, oh, this is good. I have a new skill. I have a new pastime. And That's right. It was my good fortune that COVID forced us into the situation, but now I'm walking more. I'm spending mm. more time with my children. They're all excellent. opportunities. Excellent. 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 That's, that's the way it is. Um, if you're just joining us, I've been uh, having a great time speaking to uh, Deb. Deb Covelio is from uh, Columbus, Ohio, United States of America, and uh, leadership talk with Adi Boke. Uh, <laughs> just we're gaining so much value. Um, now, Deb, you've looked at um, you know our leader can be resilient, you know, through crisis, uh, the, diff the relationship between leadership and resilience. Uh, introduce yourself. 
Now, I just want to find out what's the consequence of a leader uh, not having the ability to be resilient? What's the consequence? You will no longer be able to lead. Wow. Because you can't, you don't have the discipline in what yourself Hmm. to be able to find the skills, the time to relax, to recoup, to rethink, hmm. you will burn out. And I ask you to ask yourself, and again, this is the hard work you need to do as a leader. If you hmm. can't be resilient and you're always in a mode of reacting, I ask yourself to think seriously, am I meant to be a leader? Hmm. And if you want to be a leader, what are those habits and things you need to change? Wow. You're going to burn out and you won't be able to lead others and people will leave you. Wow. That's wow. all. <laughs> wow. Because wow. it's happened to me. It happened to me. Wow. I, I believe again, a leader, I speak, I elevate. I had one-to-ones with my employees. They're now doing bigger and better things. And then I moved into my old role, but I also really? think, I also think that I didn't have some of the skills I needed to deal with resilience at one particular hard point, And I felt the inner stress. I remember telling my husband, something has to change. And then later something did change and I left the organization. At the wow. same time though, I'd like to also say that we need to also be in environments that support the development of leaders because had they realized I was also at a place of stress, nobody was asking my question, do you have the skills and tools you need to be successful? And mm -hmm. so I think as working in an environment, you should be, be proactively saying, I need help. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have all the, I need to talk. So there's personal courage, but also leaders need to look at their people and see, are they responding both on the outside resiliency but how are they on the inside? We have to ask people a little bit more about how are you really doing? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Great. 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 The answers are amazing. This is, this is, this is good stuff. But, but you know, it's just, this is life. You know, I show up on social media and I look like I have it together, but I will say that I have continually evolved and resiliency is also the ability to continue to evolve as a leader because you may have arrived. And I believe I have arrived at a point where I am a much better leader than I was three years ago. Yeah. But I fully expect as conditions change, I need to look at around the room, the clients that I'm serving and continue to ask myself, what do we need to do differently? That's mm. true resiliency when you try to reinvent yourself. So I think that's somebody you should be top of mind. Ask people, how do you show up? Ask mm. people for feedback. What was the impact of that meeting, that presentation? Ask for feedback because you'll hear things that other people are seeing that you may not recognize. That's resiliency as well. Wow. So good. So good. Excellent. Thank you. Now, I, just, I just want to drop in this, uh, this quick question. Okay. Uh, someone that I know uh, sent a question across and asked this question. He said that um, I'm in my organization, I'm a leader and uh, leading teams, but my former boss was brought in as a consultant. Now I have to work with my former boss. How do I handle such a situation? Well, I first asked a question. What is the challenge or what is the opportunity? Because what they haven't is given me context. You simply said a new person was introduced into the environment, but I don't know what the impact of that was. Was it, if it was at a negative situation, I always start with having a conversation because one of the things we don't equip leaders is to have a conversation map where there is a disagreement or we are not aligned. Mm -hmm. So, if 
that person is experiencing a misalignment in views and strategies, start with a conversation, usually grounded in, well, what is common? Can we agree that this initiative is important? Yes, it is. Okay, great. We're on the same page. But you know what? I see a gap. You are sharing this insight, but I see it this way. Do you see the same gap? Continue the conversation. If you agree there's a gap, then say, help me to understand why do you see this is important? And I happen to see it this way. Start bringing that gap closer together. Once we have a conversation and understand the, why we have these differences, you can start closing the gap if there happens to be a challenge, which I'm assuming there might be a challenge in this environment. And yeah. I did have a challenge with a senior leader and we okay. were dotted. I was dotted line reporting to him. I had a very serious situation and he didn't see it that way, but I said, we need your leadership. I need you to communicate how serious this is. And he says, mm -hmm. well, you can do that. And I said, yes, but this is really serious, this situation. I need you to speak. I said, no, 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 I, I got it. I'll support you. And I couldn't understand the difference. Why was he not seeing the same sense of urgency until yeah. I had a conversation? And he said, culturally, basically, I came from a different culture. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, you, the quality leader, handled it. Or it wasn't as serious as it is in the U.S., he didn't understand the seriousness of the same situation in a different culture. Once I understood the gap, because it would have been handled differently where he came from, then I said, okay, great. Now I see why we disagree. But then I said, can you at least agree that if I come to you the next time and I need your help, you will help me? And he says, yes, I will. I said, okay, great. I will go out and communicate the urgency of the situation. I took the opportunity to at least say, do we, we have a gap? Do you see it? Yeah. Communicate. That, could help, that could help your colleague or, or your audience. Okay, that's excellent. 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 Um, I, I was just, uh, you know, you, you just um, spoke from the perspective of uh, someone who was coming from a different culture. But yeah. what the example I'm using is someone who was actually uh, a fellow colleague and uh, retired, but now came back as a consultant. So he understood the culture, but the challenge was how do they, how do we get along? My, my former boss now being my, you know, a consultant to the organization and I have to, I'm compelled to work with the person. Again, it is hard to respond when I don't know how is, how was the relationship? Yeah. How is the relationship now? But, That's right. you know, all I can do again is I'm as an optimist is, you know, I use sometimes simple tools like a SWOT analysis, strength, yeah. weakness, opportunity, and threat. So what is the strength? Okay, great. They brought in a consultant. We may need him as a resource. So that's a strength. What is a weakness? Maybe he's not a good communicator in expressing what the advice is. Um, What's the opportunity? Oh, maybe I can learn something from the person while they're here as a consultant. I get some free consultation. But if That's there's right. a threat, but if there's a threat, like maybe mm, my position is in jeopardy, I may no longer be needed. You have to exa examine that and say, well, how do I mitigate that threat? So that's all I can say right now is there are some tools to at least break down what you perceive as something that might be negative to break it down into the pieces of what is a good outcome and what do you need to address. Awesome. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. Awesome. Deb, you've been amazing. Uh, the questions have been, you know, direct and robust and you've uh, responded so well. So good. So good. Um, now, you have a book? 
Yes, I am so grateful. We have the CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track. You know, it's a it's a mix of personal development that sometimes we don't deliver to the CEO. We so often tell them what to do to fix the problem, but it is so important. I provide a guide for some personal development and then asking the leader some questions about what is off track because they obviously don't have peace of mind, which is true North. Mm -hmm. And so examine their leadership style, look at the different compass points in my book, because I can promise you, you can put things into action in days, not months, just by using this compass. It's very easy to read, and I wrote it specifically for leaders in an organization who may be working hard and getting results, but something is nagging at them that it's still not quite right, and they don't have peace of mind. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is this your first book? It is, but you know, it's not the last. When I wrote it down and I had to distill the work down, there are so many other things I have to say and express to the world, but I'm grateful that at least I had a great book coach to distill down the thoughts for a concise message to help the people that need it. But uh, you have a book as well. Congratulations. I also Thank hear you. that it's coming out uh, refreshed. So being an author is an amazing challenge and even more so is getting it in the hands of people that of can use it. And the right people as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, um, wh where do we get the book from? Yes. Yeah, so um, it's available many places. If you go to my website, dropinceo.com, that's D-R-O-P-I-N-C-E-O.com. There's a page in there you can click on to get it on Amazon. But if you prefer uh, Barnes & Noble, it is available on about 60 or 70 other outlets, but it is available uh, online now. So thank you. If somebody finds favor in reading it, I would love to hear what you think about it. Great, great, great. Now, two more questions. Two more okay. questions. <laughs> it's been so good, so good. Um, I just want to find out, do you have mentors? Or, you know? Yes, I do. And, you know, growing up, I didn't see the value in mentors or they didn't show up or I didn't have any. Mm -hmm. And now I have one who comes from the same pedigree as I. He has given me great tactical advice. Another one that told me to get over yourself because I used to be a very structured engineer looking yeah, professional. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, just, just be yourself. So I'm Relax. grateful for that. Yeah. And along the way, I've hired a few coaches that really do some of that deep work with me. So important to get an external view to help you to achieve your potential, like the work that you're doing. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. That's remarkable because, um, you know, coaches also need coaches, you know. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Um, you, there's always a blind spot and uh, you need someone to help you <laughs> navigate through. Can I just share something? I okay. am now working with a coach right now, and I have been working so hard at building the business, a podcast, building a brand, having an online presence, doing the book, uh, business development, etc. Thank wow. you. I've been doing so much, but then he actually said, you need some air. Hmm. Because sometimes when you push so much forward, yeah. there's resistance. Yeah. So he says, find some air. And I, it's, it's a little bit um, philosophical. It's a little bit woo woo, but you know what? I am going to look for air in my life and just be able to breathe a little bit more and yeah. know that the work that I've been doing is okay. That also is leadership when somebody says you need to slow down a little bit Yeah, yeah. and take yeah. that advice. Yeah. Cause your mindset uh, is very important that you get it right. Um, 
when you give out so much and you're not recalibrating, you know, which is the word you know engineers use. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it might have a negative impact. I'm I'm so I'm so pleased to hear that from you. Um, it shows that you're you're an authentic uh, leader. You know, when um, you're ready to be, you know, um, you know, transparent so that you can do more. Because uh, sometimes leaders think that they're superhuman, and you know, um, you know, get, taking a feedback, uh, they don't see it as something that is important. But like you said. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I want to respond to that a little bit because I can be, I was, can be so stubborn because I can do it. Myself has always been the way since a child, but I've matured a little bit. And sometimes when you receive feedback, you can't contextualize it in the moment, but it's really delivered with the greatest intent. And I ask leaders, rather than pushing back on feedback, let it sit with you a moment because it may not be the direct message, but the message behind. And usually that is an area, a blind spot that you should consider changing. So wow. feedback wow. is a gift. <laughs> yeah. 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 Feedback helps. It helps you to, um, to grow and it helps you to deliver more value and it helps you to, um, you know, uh, be a person that will remain relevant for many years. Um, yeah, because there's so many companies or individuals that are platooed because they refuse to receive feedback. Uh, they saw it as um, a threat. They didn't see it as an opportunity. So I'm happy that you are, uh, you, you know, you 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 were showing up and uh, engaging and recalibrating and you know doing much more. You know, which is good. Which is good. And, and I'd love to. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. But I wanted to react to it because there is so much literature about responding to change and change is hard. And yes, we have to recognize the human factor. But I have started using a different world word that I think is truly what people are going through. And it's evolve because mm -hmm. change means maybe sometimes it's scary and you have to throw away the past, but evolve takes what is already good and bringing it forward and becoming a new form of yourself. So uh, I would like people to think about changes, not change. It's usually evolve because it's necessary to be as to your point relevant. Well, I'll take that away. You know, that, you know, with a lot of joy evolve. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Finally, uh, what would you like to say to our audience um, in 30 seconds? 30 seconds. One of the best tips that I got from somebody that you should employ yourself. If you are looking to grow as a leader, ask for feedback, but don't say how I'm doing. Ask what I should continue. Ask what I should start and what should I change. Continue mm. means you've got a superpower. You want to know what you do well. Ask what I should start doing enhances what mm. you already do well. And what wow. should I change? because it may detract from what you're Excellent. doing well, all actionable and in a positive context. Thank you. Super. That's it from Deb, Deb Covello from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Leadership Talk with Adegoke. This is the 50th uh, episode. I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm full of joy. My heart is full. I'm just so thankful that we've had this session on leadership and resilience. Um, for those that will be listening to the replay, just make sure you listen again and again because there's so much content, uh, fresh ideas that have been delivered by this amazing lady. Um, we just want to celebrate you. We want to thank you for coming on 
leadership talk with Adigoki. Okay. So pleasure. on a joyful note, say, let's say bye to the audience. <laughs> thank bye to everyone. Bye, thank Have you. Have a great day, everyone. Yeah, bye. thank you for joining leadership talk with Adigoki. Okay.